This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 42. Thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to have you here. My week has been filled with challenges. I've done some coaching. I've done some conflict resolution exercises at work, which I always enjoy. And so it's been a busy week of self-development, culturing, um, relationships, doing more work on myself and on my coaching business, and working with veterinarians like you and my technicians, and creating better relationships so we can do better things for our clients. I also got to do some really cool stuff last week with my Power of 10 group that I'm a mentor for. It's a group with the Michigan Veterinary Medical Association of young veterinarians that are looking to develop their leadership skills, that are interested in self-development, people that are really trying to better themselves as veterinary leaders. This is really a fun group to be a part of because we get to experience speakers from different areas of veterinary medicine We had a presentation from the state veterinarian. We've had presentations from Congress people for the state of Michigan. And that's exactly what we did last week. We were able to go to Lansing, which is Michigan's capital. And we were able to actually hear from a lobbyist. We were able to hear from one of our Congress people that is actually a former veterinarian. And now he works in state government. So he visited with us and told us a little bit about that part of his life and his change in career. And then we were able to visit the Capitol building and get a tour and actually talk to some of the people that work in government. And what was really interesting to me was that each young veterinarian was able to meet with the congressperson from their district. And as these congresspeople came out of session, because what would the lobbyist did was he would call in there and ask these people to come out and meet us. And as each one came out and met the veterinarian, these congresspeople were so impressed that we were veterinarians. It was almost like they were surprised what normal people we were. They were excited to meet us. And so each time one of these Congress people came out and met one of these veterinary leaders that's in our Power of Ten group, they were just excited and they were able to share stories about their own experience with veterinarians and also listen to some of our concerns as veterinarians about the things that we think that the state government should push. So it was just a really fun day. It was really interesting. I enjoyed it a lot, and so I thought I would share that with you. Today on the podcast, what I thought I'd talk about is a concept called self-acceptance. Now, I know in the past we've talked about self-esteem, we've talked about self-confidence, but all of that starts with learning to accept ourselves as we are. And so that's where I decided to bring this to the podcast, this idea of self-acceptance. 
So can you accept that you have everything you need just as you are right now? That is the concept of self-acceptance. And that acceptance would really cause us to experience peace if we could embrace that. So if you could accept yourself despite your flaws, despite your failures, and despite the limitations that you see in yourself, if you could be more self-forgiving, if you would let go of some of that judgment that you sometimes feel around yourself, that would be the concept of self-acceptance. And self-acceptance will allow you to become more authentic and be the more authentic you. So this is basically a positive outlook on who you really are on the inside and then feeling good about yourself no matter what is going on around you, no matter what your circumstances are. That's the true concept of self-acceptance. If I asked you this question, who are you? And do you like who you are? And do you like who you have become? And most of the time people will say that, yes, I do like myself. I do like who I am. But then when I say, what specifically about you do you like? That's a much harder question to answer. And so a lot of times when you sit down and start to think about this concept, you really have to dig deep to figure out what it is about you that you like. We've talked about in the past that our brains want to go negative and we always want to be judgy about other people, but we're the most judgy about ourselves and we have the most negative judgments about ourselves. And that's something that we need to learn to let go in order to experience true self-acceptance. So it makes a lot of sense that if we're going to have good self-esteem, that we first have to accept ourselves. And that means that not only do you have to accept who you are, but you have to let go of the concept that you're supposed to be different. So accepting yourself means that you have to take the good qualities and your bad qualities and understand them and then be willing to accept that they are what they are. Accepting your flaws and then being able to live with those flaws. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't improve yourself. Self-improvement is a way to become more self-accepting. So learning about yourself is one of those steps. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of work. It takes some dedication to self-improvement work and also takes dedication to learning about yourself and exercising your brain to learn about what it is about you that's unique and what it is about you that has value. So as I was doing research around this subject, I came across something on Psychology Today, and I really do enjoy that website when I'm doing this research, um, but it talked about self-acceptance and research that someone named Christopher Germer did. And basically what he did was boiled this whole self-acceptance thing down into five stages. And I thought this was a really interesting way to look at it. It was almost to me like the five stages of grief, 
and we've talked about that before, but this is the five stages of self-acceptance. So I thought I would talk a little bit about it. What he presents is that we go through these five stages on our way to self-acceptance. So the first one he calls aversion. And what that means is, is that people instinctively respond to uncomfortable feelings with resistance or avoidance. And that's something we have a tendency to do on our way to accepting ourselves. So let's say that you had a surgery that didn't go well and you were feeling terrible about it. You were feeling grief about the circumstances that happened. Perhaps you lost a pet. Perhaps the clients were angry with you about something that didn't go right. And you're feeling this grief about it. And so instinctively, you want to avoid it. So this aversion to that uncomfortable feeling of grief will cause you to resist the feelings. It'll cause you to avoid the feelings by either distracting yourself with more positive things or just burying yourself and curling up into a ball and feeling bad. So that is aversion. And then the next step in order to make your way to acceptance would be curiosity. So when avoiding the feelings don't work, then what happens is you become curious about what it is that's making me feel so terrible about this situation. And that sometimes leads to anxiety. So this curiosity about your grief around the bad surgery causes you to feel anxious. But if you become curious as you're going through through this anxiety and you start asking yourself questions about this situation. So let's say your surgery, you become curious about what is it that went wrong? Why am I feeling so negatively about this situation? And you start to become curious about it. Then your anxiety and your avoidance will start to decrease. And this is easier for some people than others. Some people are more curious about their anxiety and more curious about their feelings than others. And some of us are more tolerant for this distress that comes from these negative feelings. And so becoming more curious motivates us to get meaning from these experiences. And then this third stage that he describes is tolerance. You get to the point where you can tolerate the pain You can tolerate the feelings, the negative feelings that have come from this situation of the surgery not going well. And so when you get to this stage of tolerance, rather than hiding from the feelings, you go through the examination of the feelings and then you become tolerant of the negativity instead of wishing it would disappear. And then that tolerance leads to the fourth stage he calls allowing, which means that then Your resistance starts to erode to the negative feelings and you start to let these feelings go. And so instead of just acknowledging and tolerating the negative feelings, you start to allow them and open up to them and actually feeling them on purpose. And then the fifth stage he calls valuing. And so when you get to that stage of acceptance you start to value these negative feelings and actually understand what they're there to teach you. So in the example of having a negative outcome on a surgery, you would eventually, when you start to value this experience, you'll get to the point where you start to learn the lessons 
from the negative things that happened in the surgery. So for example, you do a surgery and you have a negative outcome. Let's say you have a foreign body surgery and the dog develops an infection in the incision that you have to deal with, which you're not happy about. But then when you get to this stage of valuing it, you start to say, well, perhaps next time I will do a different suture pattern. Perhaps next time I can do a different antibiotic regime about the surgery. Something that you change that you can value the experience for the negativity that it brought to you and then the lessons that you're learning from it. That is Christopher Germer's five stages to the path of self-acceptance or self-compassion. Wouldn't it be great that if everything was that easy, if you could just whip through those five stages when you had a negative experience and get to the point of self-acceptance or acceptance of the circumstance and then understanding yourself and having compassion for yourself. That would be truly amazing. But in reality, that's not the way it works, right? Sometimes we just spin and spin in that negative emotion and we beat ourselves up and we judge ourselves And we just feel like we're getting nowhere. But what we have to realize is that if we can pay attention to ourselves, attention to our struggles, and then work to nurture ourselves into self-acceptance, that is an exercise that will pay off. That's an exercise that will cause you to feel good about yourself in all circumstances. And when you learn this skill of working through these negative emotions and actually feel them, then it's going to be so much easier the next time something negative happens in your life to work your way through self-acceptance and then in that, turning it into self, a better self-image or more self-esteem. Those five steps towards acceptance can be used in a circumstance, a negative circumstance. But how do we practice self-acceptance on a daily basis without a circumstance? How do we practice becoming more self-accepting of what makes us special? How can we go about accepting everything about ourselves and valuing it? Doesn't mean you can't try to improve it. It just means that you have to value where you are at this moment in time and accept and love yourself just the way you are. So how do we get there? The first thing that I think we should do is really look at ourselves critically and work on understanding what makes us unique. And if you've listened to me in the past, you know I'm a big proponent of personality profiling and understanding those different personality profiling systems in order to understand ourselves. And I think those tools can be used in a lot of ways for you to understand what makes you unique. So whatever personality profiling system speaks to you, I would try to use that to understand your uniqueness. Also, what you can do is sit down and do a little self-research about the things that make you special. And what I've done in the past and what I've been coached to do, and I think I've talked about this before, is sitting down and making a list of things that you feel make you unique 
or worthy or truly special? What is it about you that makes you special? And it's going to feel weird when you first do it. Think of a sentence that you could put at the top of a page, something like, I am a rock star because, I am unique because, I am valuable to the world because. Whatever sentence makes you look at yourself critically causes you to think about yourself and why you're uniquely special. And on that list is going to be some of your strengths. So after you make this list of what makes me special, look through it and identify and pull out all the things that makes you strong, either as a human being or as a veterinarian or as a parent. What are the things that are on that list that are your strengths? And identifying your strengths is going to help you understand yourself better and also give you a jumping off point for where you want to go to improve. Now, another thing you can do if you're having trouble on this journey to self-acceptance and this identifying your strengths and making you special list is a struggle for you, then start with celebrating your past accomplishments. Start with making a mental list or a physical list of what you've done in the past that you're proud of. Because sometimes getting that past list out on paper will help you to identify what it is about you now that's beautiful and special and strong. So if you've learned to embrace what makes you unique, identify your strengths, and then celebrate your past accomplishments, then what you can do is practice being kind to yourself every day and talking to yourself with words of affirmation because it's such a habit that we get into that we degrade ourselves. We're always so self-critical and it takes practice to change that little negative voice in your brain that tells you you're not worthy and that you're not special. It takes practice to overcome that voice. And I call that my chihuahua brain. So when my chihuahua brain is telling me I'm not good, I have to practice being kind to myself and giving myself that affirmation that I need. And that's going to feel a little weird, you know? It's going to feel weird sitting there telling yourself how great you are. But if you can do that and you can practice that every day, it's going to go a long way into helping you overcome this negativity. And it's going to help you get towards this area of accepting yourself just the way you are every day, even when you're making mistakes, even when you're not doing things well, even when terrible things happen in your life. Now, we talked about this on another podcast, but accepting that you're worthy uniquely in the world is part of the self-acceptance or self-affirmation thing. You have to understand that there's nothing that can make you less than. It's your brain that makes you feel less than. So if you can embrace your place in the world, that you deserve to be here more than anyone else in the world, that is what self-acceptance is all about. So this concept that all humans are worthy and you are the most worthy because you are here and you are who you are, Practicing those thoughts will help you 
become self-accepting. Now, if you're having trouble getting out of this negative headspace and you're having trouble doing some of these exercises and getting from the negative thoughts to the positive thoughts, there are some things you can do to center yourself. Now, I like studying the personality profiling. I like doing all of that. I like studying. That's kind of one of my things. I like to learn other people's techniques. And that's why I love coaching so much. And that's why I love mentoring. It's all part of this deal. But try to figure out what works for you. And then treat yourself to that thing. If you feel better when you've exercised, if you feel better when you've eaten healthy, if you feel better when you're out in nature, and that seems to be something that helps you center your brain, then do those things before you start to do this work. Treating yourself well goes a long way to understanding yourself and then becoming open to the self-acceptance journey. Being aware and paying attention to the struggles that you have every day and actually facing them and accepting that we all have struggles and that we all have to work on ourselves every day will help you to nurture this self-acceptance journey and realize that with self-acceptance comes the good feelings about yourself, no matter what your circumstances are. Because we've talked about this in the past, that your circumstances are neutral. And it doesn't always feel that way. A lot of times it feels like things are happening to us and causing our bad feelings. But by paying attention to the negative things that happen in your life and then your thoughts about those negative things that happen is the path to self-acceptance. So let's go through a little example of this because I feel like I'm, I might be confusing you. I had a goal this week to work on my website and I always feel like I don't have the skills. I'm not super tech savvy. I struggle when I get on the computer and I start to try to do things that are semi-complex like working on a website. I struggle a little bit with Instagram. Um, I'm pretty good at Facebook. I'm pretty good at Twitter. Pretty good at LinkedIn. Um, But Instagram gets the best of me at times. And this whole website piece sometimes gets to me. So this week, for example, I needed to add something to my website. And I was kind of struggling with it because the little voice in my head is telling me that I don't know anything about producing a website. I don't know anything about programming. I don't know anything about setting up the design platform that I was using is Squarespace, which is pretty idiot proof, but it's still sometimes a little bit confusing to me. So my narrative is I need to get this on my website. I don't know how to do it. And so I go into this spiral of I don't know how to do it. I avoid it. I have all these negative feelings around it. And then I just don't move on. So I have this circumstance. I have these negative thoughts about myself. And then I feel negative about myself. And so I just don't proceed. I get stuck in this swirl of negative emotions. And so what's happening is I'm not accepting myself. I'm not 
acknowledging where I am currently in my tech journey. Now, if I made a list of all the things I've accomplished in the past and all of the things I've learned, then I might have less negative emotion because somewhere along the line, I learned to use a computer. Somewhere along the line, I learned to do Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. And those all were learning curves. Well, now my next learning curve is this website piece that I'm trying to improve. And so if I want to be accepting of myself and where I am in this journey and not have the negative emotion about myself, then I'm going to have to learn to embrace where I am. And so part of that journey is to understand where I am and make a list of the things that I can do and that I've learned to do and the things that make me special so I will have the confidence to move on and learn. And I know I have the ability to learn things. And so if I go through this whole negative thought model of, I don't know what I'm doing on this website, I don't understand Squarespace, not really sure how to make this work, then I'm going to be stuck. But if I can become more accepting of where I am currently, and then practice a kind voice in my head, practice being kind to myself, then I'm going to be more likely to be open to learning and improve by studying and trying things even if I fail. And that acceptance and that self-acceptance is going to bring me into more self-confidence around this exercise that I'm doing. And it's going to allow me to move forward. And if we can embrace self-acceptance always and realize that we love ourselves no matter what, then we are going to be able to accomplish everything and overcome every obstacle and not beat ourselves up when something bad happens. So this self-acceptance journey is an exercise in being kind to yourself, understanding that no one judges you more than you judge yourself, And that oftentimes you're your own worst enemy. Knowing that you need to get out of your way and start developing patience for yourself. Start embracing what makes you unique and accepting your flaws is going to help you overcome yourself. It's going to cause you to defeat that negative part of your brain, that chihuahua brain. It's going to help you move into growth. It's going to allow you to ask for help. It's going to allow you to study. It's going to allow you to learn. And it's going to allow you not to quit. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles that we have in our life is that idea that when things aren't going well, that we just want to give up and we don't want to push forward and learn. I was talking about this in a class that I was giving a few weeks ago about how I am adverse to feline dentals. I do not like doing them. My body gets tense when I have a cat dental on my surgery schedule and I'm uncomfortable. And so my journey to self-acceptance in that instance is realizing where I'm at, what I can do when it comes to a cat dental. I've done hundreds of them. I've done them successfully. And then What I need to do is realize where I am in my education journey, accept that, and then realize that I am 
in progress. It's a work in progress. Me doing cat dentals is something that I'm working on. And when I can accept myself and not get in my own way, that's when I can progress into getting better at cat dentals. So if you're feeling uncomfortable about yourself, if you're feeling negative feelings about yourself, don't avoid those feelings. Become curious about them. That curiosity will motivate you through the anxiety. And as you get through that anxiety, you can become tolerant of the negative feelings, allow them, feel them, and then value them and understand that the negativity is there to teach you a lesson and help you move forward in your life. And that will cause you to become grateful and accepting. So be kind to yourself today, move out into the world, and do great things. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I appreciate you so much. I hope that you're getting something out of this podcast. I'm certainly getting something out of doing it for you. Please reach out if you want to talk, if you need coaching. I offer free coaching. If you go to my website, you can schedule a free coaching with me. I've gotten it to the point where I think you can find it. So just go to my website and find the scheduler and sign up to coach with me. I'd love to talk to you and work on some of these issues that we're talking about with you. If you have a few minutes and you could give me a positive review on iTunes, it would really go a long way to helping me get this podcast out to everybody. I appreciate you all so much. I hope you know how much you're valued. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.